well, 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 it is inevitably another Sunday, and bam, I, your host Carter, am back for another amazing podcast where I talk about my journey of learning to be audacious. And you might be asking, what does that even mean? What does the word audacious mean? What does it mean to be audacious? Well, let me fill you in. Audacious is defined as being extremely original without restriction to prior ideas and highly inventive. And so in today's podcast, Well, what better topic to talk about than turning your bad values into good values? But before we go through that, life update time. Ah, it has been quite the week. Now, first of all, um, I already recorded a podcast for uh, today because today, right now, is Sunday for me. Not not just you guys. It's Sunday for me. Um, I I recorded one like Friday, thought it was fine, but then I, I was thinking about it and I was like... It was a topic that I was passionate about, but I don't think I was like at the stage to talk about said topic in a very personal way. And it was kind of like, I don't know how to describe this. It was a very bland episode. It was like a cookie cutter episode. It's like something you, some advice that you just expect to hear. And there's nothing special about it. There's no personalization. But basically, I was looking for, like, next week's topic. And um, I was looking in Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fork. And I found a really good lesson, which which is what I'm going to be doing today instead. Because I think it's something I can really personalize and bring a lot of value to. Because that, that's kind of the goal. I'm, I'm here to bring value to you. I'm here to bring value to myself, to remind myself lessons. I, I, lessons I need to remember. Anyways, we're here. It's Sunday. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let, let's go back. So, the, this, this week started last Sunday, obviously. Um, basically, I was out of town for uh, the 4th of July. I went up to send uh, time with like my extended family, and that was a lot of fun. Um, had a great time, honestly. We had a big party. I brought my guitar. I, I never play guitar anymore because I don't have time. But I, I learned a few songs. Here, let me grab it. Don't worry, guys. I learned the most basic acoustic guitar song anyone ever learns and everyone plays. I bet you can't guess it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, d- I don't know if I ever mentioned I played guitar on here, but uh, I-, I think I've played for about six years, which just sounds weird because I-, I feel like I've been playing it very off and on because I've been pretty busy throughout high school. But uh, it was really nice to have the free time in the beginning of the week to just play around with one of my hobbies that I, I mean, used to always do. And I learned like a good five songs, I think. I don't know. It, it was really refreshing and it was a lot of fun. It was nice to get into a different environment away from my room and my home and my normal routine. And I went there and just played around. I relaxed. I, uh, I even got up a YouTube video, which never happens, but uh, edited that, threw it up. I had a lot of fun with that one. I, I'm pretty proud of this YouTube video. If you want to check it out, it is uh, if you search Carter Tho on YouTube. I never post, so like, don't don't expect me to be consistent. But uh, uh, t- tell me if you want more content like that. It, it's very different. I, I run 
I feel like two different kind of brands here. One of them is my YouTube channel, which is like gaming and stupid comedy. And then the very opposite is here on this podcast where I talk about self-improvement. And they, you know, you need a little bit of both, right? Anyways, I got a YouTube video up. What else happened? I uh, was binging Stranger Things for a while. So I, I decided, so... I basically, I watched season four, volume one, when, whenever it came out, and I was like, shoot, I should watch all the seasons again, because I don't remember it, and then, um, <laughs> I hate this, I, I'm going through all the seasons, I'm like on season three, so that means like I'm about to hit season four again and be able to watch the two final episodes, volume two. I go onto YouTube one day, and I just start scrolling, and I'm like, oh, I'm looking for a video. YouTube spoiled the ending. I, I'm so mad. I out of all the places, I did not expect YouTube to be doing it now. And and now, now every social media I, I've seen spoilers, and I'm like, okay, this is great. This is great. I, I still am yet to see the final episode, <sighs> but that you know that slightly sucks. Anyways, after that, obviously, I came home on like Tuesday. Got back into my normal routine. Um, it was kind of hard to get back, I'm not gonna lie, because I was staying up till like 2 a.m. watching Stranger Things, so whenever I got home, you know, I have to wake up at like 7 a.m. to go to my job and stuff, and that was not happening, because I was still staying up till 2 a.m., and it's crazy how fast you can really change your sleep routine. I mean, I was there for, what, two or three days, and I, <laughs> literally, I, I just had become accustomed to going to bed at 2 a.m., Anyways, I'm slowly getting back into the rhythm of things. What happened after that? I've been working. I've been busy. I've been studying for the ACT, which is just, I, I don't know. It's its so, so very annoying. And um, I don't know. That's got that's probably added the most stress in my life. But uh, thank goodness I'm going to take it sometime here. And so I'll get it over with. I'm not very excited, but I think I'll do better than my first time. My uh, my goal is to get like a full ride to a college, so that that would be that that would be ideal. But you need like I don't know, thirty two, thirty three, thirty four, something like up there on the ACT. I think it's doable. I just like I have to really put in the effort. And after after I feel like last year, I just lost my. I don't know. I, I was always super into school, and last year I just stopped really caring because I, I realized having a life was like slightly more fun. And then after that, I just haven't cared for any schoolwork, and so I'm like, I feel like I'm good at it, but it's like I I don't fully enjoy it. Anyways, uh, I really hope that goes well. I took a practice test yesterday and uh i did pretty well on it i will say but uh we'll we'll see if i can uh keep it up for the test anyways uh I, i've just been doing a ton of stuff like that like studying working that's about it that's been my life going to the gym i've hung out with friends i, I feel like that kind of wraps it up and then uh i did i you know what you know what I started an audacious podcast Instagram, and actually today, I'm planning on getting up some content for it, which I'm really, really excited about. I, it's going to be so nice to have, like, I've never really made short-term, like, 
not short term, just like short format videos. And I'm excited to play around with reels, play around with posts and, uh, you know, just give you guys a little bit more content and stuff. And so uh, if you want to search me up, it is audacious spelled like the, the podcast. It's just audacious pod pod at the end. There's no space, no capitalization. I think there, there's nothing audacious pod on Instagram. If you would like to follow, I, I'm so excited for everything that I'm going to be able to do here because I, I think it's just going to be a good time and no, that's it. That's it. I, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm not telling you guys anything. Just follow me. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we're in agreement. Anyways, I think that brings me up to today. Today has been quite the busy day. I was working in the morning. Actually, one thing that is going on, I, I love cars and my car is, let's just say an older car that's not insanely reliable and is starting to break down and not want to start and stutter while I'm driving. And that's terrifying. And I really hope we are able to fix it here. I, I think it's because the battery is dying. And I I really hope that is the only issue because we've had that battery in there for way too long. Anyways, um, that that's my life update. Let, let's get into the actual podcast. Now, as I mentioned, I got this idea while reading Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fork, which is a book I probably bring up every podcast because it's so good in terms of life lessons and the one book I honestly can't recommend enough. Anyways, in today's podcast, I'm going to go through each of the values Manson calls and go through each of them in more detail through my life as a high schooler and um, I mean where I see all these values around me and the people around me at high school because obviously... <laughs> I mean at high school, there's a lot of people with bad values and then how to make good values. And finally, also at the end of this podcast, I'm going to add some of the values that I have brought into my life in the last year or so since, you know, reading this book and stuff that have truly helped me become who I am today. Anyways, I'm very excited for this. I hope you guys get a lot out of it uh, as much as I'm going to get out of it because uh, I was writing this all this morning. I'm very excited and energetic right now. And I think it's because I decided to take pre-workout for like the first time ever. And I, I took it like a couple hours ago, right before I hit the gym and had like two, uh, 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. And I, I think it is, it's really not left my system and I am just going right now. My goodness. Honestly, I, I think the, the pre-workout I took, I, I hated it, but also that might've been cause like I was on, I, I didn't have any food in my system. We'll see here. Maybe I need to take a pre-workout before every podcast. Cause like I don't know. I, I'm just vibing right now. Okay, so we're going to start off this podcast by going through the four bad values that Manson writes in his book. This is uh, page 81 through like, I don't know, I'd say 85. No, no, it keeps going. 87, 87, a 89. I just realized 89 is the one page in this book I have something actually like marked down. We'll get to that later. Anyways, we're going to be going through the four bad values that Mark Manson writes of, of well, he calls them um, a not good word values, but we're, we're clean family friendly podcast here. So, you know, we're not going to say it. So, you know what? Let's just dive straight in. Okay. So first up, the first bad value he mentions 
is pleasure. And he says, pleasure is great, but it's a horrible value to prioritize your life around. Ask any drug addict how his pursuit of pleasure turned out. Ask any adulterer who shattered her family and lost her children whether pleasure ultimately made her happy. Ask a man who almost ate himself to death how pleasure helped him solve his problems. Pleasure is a false god. You know, here's the thing. I think I've mentioned this already, that it's part of my bio for this podcast. I am a high schooler. I mean, I go to school with, uh, I hate to say it, people who do drugs. And so I feel like I see this all the time around me. The two main things in high school are sex and drugs. Obviously, because both of them, they're going to give you a lot of dopamine. They're going to give you a lot of pleasure, right? And for many high schoolers, that's what they're chasing. Most high schoolers are quite literally just chasing the highs. But guys, I, I hate to break it to you. That can actually be a bad thing. Okay, so here's the thing. He touches on this a lot when uh, talking about values, and that is the fact, basically, there are internal and external, or as sometimes I think about it, input and output values. Now, here's the thing. Pleasure is an output value. Basically, in this book, he touches a lot on the fact that uh, (laughs) happiness is created by solving problems. And here's the thing. Solving problems is an input value, right? You can always solve problems, which will create happiness. And pleasure, therefore, is the effect of happiness. It's the output. It's what happens after you solve the problems. But here's the thing. There's so many easy ways to get pleasure. And that's what I feel like is even marketed so much to high schoolers. It's the vaping. It's the easy drugs to get your hands on. That is just a quick hit a quick fix. Qui- I can't speak today. I, I can never speak. A quick fix, um, just like one night stands. It's really easy to do, and it gives you a big hit of dopamine. Here's the thing, though. Th- those things, they're so easy to get. A pleasure is so easy to get, and therefore, it's also super easy to lose. In this book, Manson writes, research shows that people who focus their energy on superficial pleasures end up more anxious, more emotionally unstable, and more depressed. And I, I mean, that, that's just the thing. Whenever you are simply just chasing pleasure, you're not actually solving problems. You're not actually going to find true happiness and fulfillment. And that is why pleasure is a bad value that you should just, you should chop, chop, why, why did I say chop? You should stop chasing. All right, number two, material success. Many people measure their self-worth based on how much money they make or what kind of car they drive or whether their front lawn is greener and prettier than the next door neighbors. This is actually, okay, this is actually kind of funny because I've, I've brought this up. Um, I, I've talked to a lot of people about this. I feel like recently is how... Oh, he says it right here. Research shows that once one is able to provide for basic physical needs like food, shelter, and so on, the correlation between happiness and worldly success quickly approaches zero. And, and I've had this conversation a lot with some of my coworkers even about how, you know, I think I go more into a job for an for experience, especially right now as I am growing my personal brand here. And I think as long as the salary is covering my basic expenses, which right now aren't a ton, it's just gas and 
well, that, that's about it. Then, then honestly, I'm fine. But anyways, it, it then goes, so if you're starving and living on the street in the middle of India, an extra $10,000 a year would affect your happiness a lot. But if you're sitting pretty in the middle class in a developed country, an extra $10,000 per year won't affect anything much. Meaning that you're killing yourself working overtime and weekends for basically nothing. That That's the thing I don't get is, I don't know. I, I like money. I think everyone does. But some people obsess over money a little too much. You know, the thing in life is whenever I'm looking back at my life from my deathbed, I'm not going to be looking at how much money I made. Personally, my goal, first of all, financially, is to just be financially free, to be able to wake up wherever I am and to be able to do whatever I want to do that day, right? I, I, this is why I love the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, is because it goes through how he just builds these businesses and is only eventually working four hours a week because he has used the deal properties, which is design, eliminate, automate, and liberate. Um, you know, read the book for that, or maybe you'll have another podcast on that because I love talking about business and that stuff. But using that, he, he does that to be financially free, and that, that's my goal in life. But other than that, you know, I, I'm not here to be a millionaire, and at the end of the day, I'm going to be looking back at my relationships and what I did for other people and just how I spent my time. And I don't want to look back and be like, he just worked overtime every weekend late into the night, wasn't spending time with his family. That, that's not what I'm going to want to be thinking about. But most people realize that too late because – and obviously you're, I feel like your 20s whenever you get your first, your first true money after college or whatever you do, you're just – you become obsessed with material success and – you know, you buy a house and then next thing you know, you are just, it's keeping up with the Joneses, right? You're just looking at your next door neighbor, trying to do better than them or keep up with them. And then eventually, I mean, at that point, you're measuring yourself by not your behavior, but by the status symbols that you're able to collect. And at that point, you're just shallow, you know, and honestly, that's not the goal for me. I hope that's not the goal for you. That, that's why material success is a bad value. Numero tres. Always being right. This, <laughs> well, in high school, let me tell you. <laughs> this shows up a lot. <laughs> this conversation, I feel like, pops up a lot whenever I'm talking to my friends, right? But in high school, it's so funny how, okay, social media has obviously taken over. And along with social media, so has politics because, you know, all these political cha uh, channels, cha cha what are they called? Pages, Instagram pages. All of these pages on Instagram that are super political have taken over. And at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I have no clue what's even going on, what is real or not anymore. And I, I find it funny because for some reason, politics draws a lot of high schoolers in and none of them can really do much about it because you can't vote, right? And so all of these very politically, politically charged Instagram accounts are then followed by all these high schoolers who think they're right. And all the time, it's crazy how much people are willing 
to not be friends with somebody because of politics, even though neither of them can vote and neither of them can do anything truly about it. I feel like politics is not a great place to go on my podcast, but I'm just saying I find it stupid to get too into politics, right? There's nothing I personally can really do right now. And everyone on Instagram, they, they see these posts and then they just repost them. And then they're like, we're, we're making a difference. And then I'm like, I just, the thing is, is it's already all over social media. You just posting about it again, I feel like doesn't really help. And then they'll like, they'll fight you and then they'll be like, I'm correct. And then I, I'm not going to fight back because I'm, I'm not here to take sides. I just, I'm just here trying to live my life. But th- 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 okay. Anyways, that rant over. This is something I try and bring into my life every day, which is the mentality of just going into situations, trying to learn something, right? Because if you go into situations, I can go into my job all the time, just seeing what I can learn. Because th- that's what life I feel like is all about: is learning. We as humans are not perfect. Therefore, if you're not perfect you are not always going to be correct. And so I never want to go into a situation really thinking I'm 100% correct and fighting on that because there's such a good chance that I'm wrong. And then, you know, then that is very embarrassing, I feel like. And and here it says, the fact is people who base their self-worth on being right about everything prevent themselves from learning from their mistakes. That's the thing. Whenever you're a high schooler, you think that you are right all the time. And therefore, whatever you do, no matter if it's a mistake, like you're just, you're not going to learn, which is just just a, a very, a very dangerous road to travel down. He also says they lack the ability to take on new perspectives and empathize with others. They close themselves off to new and important information. That's the thing. These like the people who have the value of always being right are scared, first of all, to be wrong and will forever fight that they are right. And then you know, they're not able to go into new perspectives, which is something that it's very important to be audacious, to be able to go into different perspectives. That's one thing that will completely change your life and allow you to learn so much more and empathize with others. Yeah. You're just going to be making enemies. I feel like if you have the value of always being right and yeah, you close yourself off because then you limit your circle to only the people who agree with you, the people who are going to tell you that you are always right. And that's just a terrible place to be in because then you're lying to yourself. You're you're really just, you have selective hearing or selective, I don't know, you're, you're very selective to the point where all you hear in the world is what you think is right and you're not getting another perspective. Uh, that's just so toxic. That's so toxic for your relationships. I'll, I'll go out on a limb here. I'll say it makes you pretty shallow. It's difficult having a conversation with a brick wall where all they do is believe in what they believe in and, you know, won't even consider your side of the story. That That's not a fun conversation. That's not a fun relationship to have or friendship to have with a person. See, and sometimes I'm one of these people who thinks I'm always right and it's it's a reminder I need to tell myself because see, because here's the thing. I'm still in high school. I'm still learning. I have this podcast, right? And I, I try and give good advice, but at the end of the day, 
I, I'm learning as well. And so if you don't agree with something I say or anything, I, I mean, I always love having conversations where you disagree with somebody because then you can get their side of the story and maybe adapt your side of the story, maybe adapt where you're coming from because you realize and you you get closer to what is right. Because in this book, Manson also writes, I don't remember where it exactly was, but about how really we're all just trying to get closer and closer to being right. We're not perfect, but we're just trying to be closer to being right. So I know I'm coming into this podcast with wildly wrong ideas, but throughout this podcast, I mean, I've learned so much and my goal is to continue learning and to continue having a good mindset where I can have good conversations with people and absorb their side of said story and adapt. And sadly, the only bad part about this podcast is the fact that it is completely one-sided. Like, it's completely me just talking to you guys, which is, you know, not the best because I can't really get your opinion. But now, if you go to Instagram and DM me, I'll be able to. That was a solid plug. But what I mean is that it's always good to have multiple perspectives, multiple opinions, because you're not always right. I, for sure, am not always right, which is why I have other people with different perspectives that I just bounce ideas off of, and we just talk, and I learn, they learn, it's it's a win-win situation. And again, in this book, he then says, it's far more helpful to assume that you're ignorant and don't know a whole lot. I, I feel like that's just a good way to go into situations. I, I like to go into this podcast that way, because I mean, here's the thing, Th- this is all mainly my experience and I have a different experience than in life than every single one of you neither of us are right we can just keep learning from each other and whenever you keep learning from each other well that's a good value a better value than always being right I feel like I went really off on that one anyways we're gonna move on now to point number four point number four Always staying positive. Manson writes, Then there are those who measure their lives by the ability to be positive about, well, pretty much everything. Lost your job? Great. That's an opportunity to explore your passions. Husband cheated on you with your sister? Well, at least you're learning what you really mean to the people around you. Child dying of throat cancer? At least you don't have to pay for college anymore. There's something to say for staying on the sunny side of life. But the truth is, sometimes life sucks, and the healthiest thing you can do is to admit that. Boom. I was talking to a friend, uh, I don't know, the other day about another Mark Manson quote. Let me find it here. This is maybe one of my favorites of his. Okay, he put this on his story, Mark Manson did, uh, a couple days ago. The desire for a more positive experience is itself a negative experience, and paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. And this is what I feel like is just so important. The the podcast that I threw away for this one, I feel like was all around this quote because it was about acceptance, which I want to do another time whenever I'm like more... I don't know, personally dealing with something that requires acceptance that I can add more insight and value to that podcast episode. But that's the thing. Whenever you are always, always, always positive, that that means that you are pushing 
you're denying negative emotions. And like he says in this book, denying negative emotions leads to experiencing deeper and more prolonged negative emotions and to emotional dysfunction. Constant positivity is a form of avoidance, not a valid solution to life's problems. Problems which, by the way, if you're choosing the right values and metrics, should be invigorating you and motivating you. Okay, I have another quote by him. I've got to find this one. Okay, so little backstory to this. I was writing a video called What I Learned in 2021, which I eventually scripted because I, I was writing it for the wrong reasons, basically. Um, and I added this quote in here because he has a chapter about, um, basically, you know, emotions aren't as important as we think they are. And he has a quote that says emotions evolved for one specific purpose to help us live and reproduce a little bit better. That's it. They're feedback mechanisms telling us that something is either likely right or likely wrong for us. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm getting really into this. That, that's the thing. Whenever you're denying negative emotions, you're, you're not really doing anything. You are just ignoring your map and your guide that is going to that is trying to help you live a better life. Obviously, I mean, you don't want to feel negative emotions, but th- there's a trick to them. And, you know, it's really funny because he he has another quote in here that that says the trick with negative emotions is to one, express them in a socially acceptable and healthy manner. For me, I'd say it's probably going to the gym. Also, just going on late night drives or any drive during the day and just working through thoughts and thinking about stuff. And then here back to the quote. And number two, express them in a way that aligns with your values. Simple example, a value of mine is nonviolence. Therefore, when I get mad at somebody, I express that anger, but I also make a point of not punching them in the face. Radical idea, I know. But the anger is not the problem. Anger is natural. Anger is a part of life. Anger is arguably quite healthy in many situations. Remember, emotions are just feedback. Now, now that's not personally how I, Carter, take that. That that was Mark Manson's example. But anyways, you've got to start realizing that you have other emotions other than happiness. And obviously, I feel like it's not hard to notice. You just, most people bury them. I just usually take mine out by thinking. I, I like to journal, honestly, and just write down all my thoughts so I'm not worrying about them. And then also I like to go to the gym, work them out physically, and also go on drives, which is another way, a great way to think. And I mean, just work through your thoughts. And it's nice to just be able to see the sunset and get some sun because we all know that just being cramped up inside is not going to help your emotions. Here's the thing. He then goes to talk about all these things that, um, you know, require pain and hard work but are honestly going to leave us feeling more fulfilled and happier than if you know if we're doing something lazy here uh, let me give you an example because that didn't make sense in the long run this is his quote now in the long run completing a marathon makes us happier than eating a chocolate cake raising a child makes us happier than beating a video game starting a small business with friends while struggling to make ends meet makes us happier than buying a new computer. These activities are stressful, arduous, and often unpleasant. They also require withstanding problem after problem. Yet they are some of the most meaningful moments and joyous things we'll ever do. They involve pain, struggle, even anger and despair. 
Yet once they are accomplished, we look back and get all misty-eyed telling our grandkids about them. That's the thing. I, I, I personally like to look back at myself five years from now. Am I going to be happier to eat said chocolate cake or go to the gym every day? Going to the gym, obviously. See, it. That, that's why it's so important to be able to change perspectives. Because whenever you are looking at your life from what your future self will see, I mean, I think you're going to make better decisions, honestly, and all these painful and stressful and unpleasant moments now, they're going to allow you to be better. Going to the gym may be painful, but it's going to make you better. He also says, as Freud once said, one day in retrospect, the years of struggle will strike you as the most beautiful. And this is why these values just suck, because some of the greatest moments of one's life are not pleasant not successful, not known, and not positive. As he finishes off this little as he finishes off this little chapter here, he says, "The point is to nail down some good values and metrics, and pleasure and success will naturally emerge as a result. These things are side effects of good values. By themselves, they are empty highs. This is why it's so much harder to me how I think about this. It's so much harder to chase an output an output metric is like success and pleasure. Whenever you're chasing input metrics, they also talk about this in Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love that book as well, where he talks about how the process is what you have to fall in love with, not the output. Well, like the process is the input, right? Not the output of success and whatever it may bring you. It's falling in love with the journey and not the destination. Poof, I've been talking on those four values for a while here. But I think they're very important. And I feel like there's that's just those values are normal. Those are just accepted values in society. And that's why I'm here to talk to you guys because that needs to change. If you have one of these values, just work on it. Just slowly creep your way out of it. Remind yourself that it is bad, even though. Most of this is socially acceptable. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're going to go into how to create good values now and also how to create bad values so that you can, you know, not. Basically, if we're looking at values, good values are reality-based, socially constructive, and immediate and controllable. Well, if you think about immediate and controllable, those sound like inputs. You can't control an output. And that's because bad values, as he says, Manson writes in this book, are stupor, stupor, (laughs) dude, it's been such a long day, superstitious, socially destructive, and not immediate or controllable, (laughs) like outputs. For an example of both, on page 86 of this book, Manson writes, Honesty is a good value because it's something you have complete control over. It reflects reality and it benefits others. Popularity, on the other hand, is a bad value. If that's your value and if your metric is being the most popular guy slash girl at the dance party, much of what happens will be out of your control. You don't know who else will be at the event and you probably won't know who half those people are. Second, the value slash metric isn't based on reality. You may feel popular or unpopular when in fact you have no effing clue what anyone else really thinks about you. I, I mean, that that's truly the thing. Popularity is an output or external value. It's not determined by you. It's determined by everyone else around you and you can perceive it 
any way. Honesty is a good value because it's internal. You choose to be honest. Me, whenever I'm looking at, you know, relationships, friendships, I'm not looking to see if they're popular. I'm looking to see if they're honest, first of all, with their, themselves and they're honest and vulnerable with me because those are the kind of people I want in my life. The popular people generally are shallow because they're they're chasing status symbols, like I said earlier. I'm here for the true connections, the honesty, and the vulnerability. And so I wrote down some good values that helped me last year, which start off with honesty and vulnerability. These two are the two big ones, I feel like. When, uh, here's the thing. Back in the day, whenever I cared a lot about popularity, and I was not a popular kid, I'll be honest with that. I'm completely fine with that, honestly. Uh, honestly, you see, one of my values is honesty. <laughs> I'm sorry. But those values I have developed in the last year, and honestly, in the last year, I've brought this up on the podcast before, but I left my friend group because we couldn't be honest and vulnerable with each other, and that's what I was looking for in friendships because that... I mean, that, that's what a true, genuine friendship is. And I found great friends over the last years. I mean, I, I've had to be selective with the people I put in my life. And if you're just looking at the honesty and vulnerability of people with themselves and with others, you're going to find some great people. It's hard to find people who are honest and vulnerable. But once you find those people, stick with them unless they're bad for you. Like most of the time, those people are going to be very emotionally, what's the word? Uh, just very emotionally matured. You know, uh, I feel like that's, that's one problem I have is because I, I, I worry, I, I sound like Jaden Smith talking right now. If you get that reference, I, I can't. Anyways, I, you know, I have the problem finding people with an emotional maturity who want to talk about this stuff with me and want to be honest and vulnerable. And that's just because these things aren't normal in high school, I feel like. They're, they're not pushed to high schoolers. They're not taught, obviously. That's just one thing about high school that I do not like is the fact that you're just put into classes and you don't get a choice. I mean, I mean, I'm going to be a senior next year, and they literally, just to fill my schedule, I don't need any more credits, right? And I could probably just leave school because I don't need a credit for classes, but they're they're putting me in the most random classes where I'm going to be with freshmen. Like, why? Just so I can get another credit and be at school? Like, I hate how high school doesn't teach you the truly, truly important stuff in dealing with first of all, emotions and yourself and everything that, I mean, is really going to affect your life. Obviously, there, there's a lot that is taught that's important, I feel like. Obviously, math. Math's pretty important. Not, not I feel like, at the high school level unless you're going into something, but they definitely need to add some more. That, that's one thing I hate. Anyways, I, I don't know where how I got on this tangent. But uh, okay, we're going to move on to my next good values, which one of them, I picked, I handpicked these kind of from his book of which one's related to me. Standing up for oneself, that, that was always hard for me because I, well, my next one is self-respect, my, my next good value. I never really had the self-respect. I always was like, I'm not very popular. Therefore, you know, I'm not that valuable. You have to give up that mindset. You have to stop chasing the status symbols and being friends with people who you think are popular. 
it's just such a shallow relationship and you've got to stand up for yourself if something somebody's doing something wrong to you and they're popular i don't care i'm not going to make a genuine relationship or genuine friendship with them i feel like i always call friendships relationships and i listen to it back and i'm like well that just kind of sounds weird so i'm going to i'm going to call them friendships and if i'm not going to have a genuine friendship and they're not going to bring me any value I'm going to stand up for myself. I don't care. And even if I have a genuine relationship with them, then yeah, I'm going to stand up for myself because if they're doing something wrong to me and I value that friendship, I'm going to bring it up because then if they don't care, then that's not a friendship I'm going to care about, right? I I want the people in my life who are obviously there for me and my personality and for that genuine relationship as I am there for them in that genuine relationship. And finally, Charity. I feel like this is something I'm starting to do more and more, but just doing things that are helpful for other people. I mean, they make you feel great, right? Doing something helpful for somebody else who is struggling always feels amazing. And so one thing I say just bring into your life is volunteering. Do volunteer work and be selective with what you do because, you know, I feel like so many people just go in and they're like, oh, I have to do this job. Find something to volunteer that you are passionate about because you're going to put so much more effort into it. You're going to help the people out so much more. And I think that that's just the most important thing when volunteering. You don't have to go into something that you don't enjoy because you're not going to be putting the same work ethic in and you're, you're just taking somebody else's spot volunteering there. Find the place that you really are passionate about. And with that said... My final words here are that those good values are achieved internally. They're all controlled by you. They are all inputs. You just have to orient your mind in a certain way to achieve these values. Whereas bad values are reliant on something external. They're outputs and they're outside of your control. I want to end this podcast with a, uh, a quote by Mark Manson on page 89 of the subtle art of not giving a fork where it says this in a nutshell is what self-improvement is really about prioritizing better values choosing better things to give a fork about because when you give better forks you get better problems and when you get better problems you get a better life i've had such a great time today if you guys got value or enjoyed this episode at all i would greatly appreciate it if I think on any platform you can rate and you can also review and you can write me a little note. Um, I I love reading those. They make my day, honestly. And I I hope you enjoyed. Um, Go follow the podcast on Instagram at AudaciousPod. I'm not going to spell – well, A-U-D-I-O-U-S-P-O-D on Instagram. Just put it in. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I had such a good time here today, and I'm so excited for next week. Have a good one. Bye.